And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the Book of Acts we travel to understand what things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, even after being threatened by the leaders of their community, the apostles are able to slip in a gospel witness within two sentences. Jesus was raised from the dead, God allowed Jesus to die for our sins, and God exalted Jesus. He's the Savior. It wasn't the best theological exegetical declaration. Well, by human standards, anyway. Next, to give two significant keys, repentance and forgiveness, is the formula that the disciples or the apostles used to connect people to Jesus. It's not a new formula, and it's not the only formula. And let's be honest, some formulas include other outward actions, but this is not an only declaration. It's not the only one, the only way to get saved. There are multiple ways to make the declaration of faith. We examine, though, how repentance and forgiveness are given to people, because without the gift of God giving this, it doesn't happen. In other words, if God doesn't give the repentance, and if God doesn't give the uh, forgiveness, there is none of it. God gives that, so waiting to repent just before you die will never work. And finally, wowzers, the apostles give the gospel presentation to their religious opponents in pretty quick fashion, and then they make the declaration that they are witnesses of these truths. Then they make sure that people know that the Holy Spirit is a witness to these truths. While the theology is incredible, the practical is even better. We are in a partnership with God in the gospel. How cool is David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, today, you get to reach us in two different ways. You can email us, david at org. That's david at org. Or you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Normally, you could call us, and then Captain Chris would have us, you know, sailing in the right direction. Hey, you want to do that sailing play right there? Let's do it right there.
like you to be able to do, but you can't call in today. So you're going to have to just take a uh, a rowboat. Okay? No sailing. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a question, a thought, a comment. Maybe you have an opinion on something. It's not a kvetch fest. Okay? What does that mean? That means that when you uh, operate on different shows and we support those shows, you have sometimes an opportunity to really express how you feel about certain elements. And we don't disregard that. We think it's fantastic. We also think that it's fantastic for us to operate in Hebrews chapter 313, encouraging one another daily, and then Hebrews 1025, as the day of the Lord draws draws nearer. It's important for you to have a place where you can also express praises, prayer requests, uh, different... uh, uh, things that are going on in life that aren't just the big uh, oppression or cloud of the world and the universe trying to come down on you. This is a, is a place for brothers and sisters to build up one another and strengthen one another and bless one another. To that end, I challenge thee. That's right, I said thee. I challenge thee in this trivia question. We just did one very similar, and this is why I waited. Who said... I, myself, and my house, we want to serve the Lord. Who said, I, myself, and my house, we want to serve the Lord? If you think you know the answer to that, you can text us at 214-210-8483, or you can send us an email, david at he must increase dot org. That's david at he must increase Dot org. If you know the answer to that trivia question, who said, I myself and my house, we want to serve the Lord. There you go. That's the trivia question for the moment. All right. Now, uh, a couple things I want to just bring to your attention, make it super easy for everybody. First of all, if you got a tax return from us as a ministry, Okay, keep it simple. If it's incorrect, just reach out to me and let me know. I've made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> uh, usually I make them in the people's favor, but that's okay. If I didn't, just let me know if it's wrong. It's not. A, it takes about 12 seconds to correct it, uh, and then I'll double-check it just to make sure we're on the same page. There's never a problem on that, so never, ever, ever worry about stuff like that. So that that's number one. Number two. We, uh, we've got some things that we're, we got cooking. Let me just say the nicest way. We got things that are cooking that are going to just be so, they're different, different than stuff that most radio ministries have done. Noel had thought about something and then forgot about it for about three months. And the other day, the Lord reminded her. And so we've been waiting. I've been waiting for the Lord to bring this back. And all I can say is there's cool things ahead. There's cool things ahead at the Circle K. Oh, wait, that's a movie. There's cool things ahead coming for uh, the ministry, and we'll share them with you. You know, you'll want to check out the website. Make sure you stay up to date on that. Let's get into the incredibly awesome Word of God, because that's where we make our lives uh, connectable and get our brain in line with the Lord. Here we're going to do our famous sound for expository teaching. Wow! (laughs) Wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! (laughs) Wow! All I can say is, wow! Okay. It's not theological, but it's funny. All right, Acts chapter 5, 
we are in uh, five, and uh, boy, we're right there at the end there. We're at uh, five, and we're at verse 30. And, and I'm going to back it up to verse 29, but I'm not going to do the normal teaching of verse 29 because we did that uh, like two weeks ago. Verse 29 says this, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Okay, if you don't know what the teaching is on that, please go back and check out our podcasts, uh, which are also at our website, hemustincrease.org. Now here's verse 30. Here's what they said. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God has exalted to the right hand to be prince and savior and to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. So what a lot of people don't know, and I want to make this point because it's hugely cool, is Peter and John and the other apostles, because it was more than just Peter and John, because it says Peter and the apostles, plural, which means there's multiple, they're standing before the leaders, and they, they're saying, look, yeah, we've got to obey God rather than men. And what do they do immediately after they say that? What do they do as soon as they say, you know, we've got to obey God rather than men? They drop the gospel on these leaders in two sentences. And what I want you to understand is why that's important. It's not the quality of your presentation that ever matters. That's so absurd. It's God's gospel. It's his anointing. It's his power. He brings a person to spiritual rebirth. It's his working. Okay? And what, he, what they do is they just say two lines. They say, well, we got to obey God rather than men. Okay, and the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered and hang him on a tree, but God exalted him to the right hand to be prince and savior, so there. And then two sentences, they share the gospel. It's not even theologically that good. I'm not saying that to be mean. It's just super, super one-liner, one or two-liners. But they still squeeze the gospel in. And I think... That's in Scripture for us to understand that the human standards of the gospel presentation are cool, but God only needs a sentence or two to change a life. You see what I'm saying? And so he just like... (laughs) They go, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered hanging him on a tree. God's exalted him to the right hand to be prince and savior. Gospel! <laughs> it's like, and then they drop the mic, right? It's just like, wow! That's like the shortest gospel present. Remember, Peter, in, in three chapters earlier, he spoke, for, he spoke for a long time. You don't have to be a brilliant theologian to share that God loves people and demonstrated that love through Jesus. You don't even have to be brilliant to understand all of its essences. You don't have to understand all of its elements. In fact, I don't think any human being does. You just got to be willing to speak when the Lord puts you in the situation. That's what you got to do. Trivia, here we go. Who said, I myself and me and my house, we want to serve the Lord, Joshua. Joshua said that. I think it's Joshua 24, if I can remember correctly. Okay, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background, David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, as we get ready for our next big trivia question. Keep in mind, unfortunately, you can't uh, call in because somebody's on the phone. Who's that? Me. I'm on the phone. But here's your trivia question. Who bought Joseph? Who bought Joseph? Straightforward. Who bought Joseph? 
If you think you know, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, and do that either way. Uh, you can go outside and flap your hands, really, but it's cold outside. I don't know why you would do that. And then you can send a paper airplane, but I don't think it would go past your front porch. Uh, bottom line, here's the question. Who bought Joseph? We're talking about Joseph in the Old Testament, for those that are trying to figure it out. And uh, in the meantime, I have a couple of jokes. Some of these, some of these, yeah, are, are good. Uh, i got to explain one, which is kind of sad, but it's the first one, and I'm going to do it anyway. So just get ready and take a deep breath, and there's no point in whining about it because I'm doing it anyway. Uh, this is kind of a, these are statements. They're more like quick one-line statements. So, for example, here's the first one. Shortening improves both biscuits and sermons. Shortening improves both biscuits and sermons. What do you think? That's not bad. Okay. There you go. Uh, okay. Here, uh, here's a question. What was Jesus' favorite sports film? What was Jesus' favorite sports film? The film Miracle. Miracle. Remember the Miracle one? <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. What's the best way to study the Bible? The best way to study the Bible is to look into it. To look into it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Which of, the, which of the major prophets book is which of the major prophets books is the simplest to understand? Ready? 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 Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Get it? Ezekiel. Ah, waka waka. Waka waka. I love it. That'll work for now. <laughs> Those were a lot better than I thought they were going to go. Okay, who bought Joseph? That's the trivia question. We're getting ready to jump back into the scripture. If you think you know, you can text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at org. Here we go into this next text. This is probably, uh, I'm not really concerned if it's controversial, just people need to understand it. We just came out of this, verse 30, uh, so we'll back it up to verse 29, and then we'll pop back into it from verse 30 and then give you this next portion for the rest of the verse. Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior. Here's the next line. To give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. So there's a couple of things in this text that are exceedingly important. We have talked about this a few different times. This is the advantage of being a Calvinian, okay? The Calvinistic point of view, an Arminian point of view. The idea is that some people will say, well, everything is free will. And then on the other side of the camp, they'll say, no, everything is already destined and it's going to happen that way. And the reality is that it's a merge of both. God, on his side, has already set things in order but people on their side know not of what that order is. God knows the beginning from the end. Mankind knows nothing, including the next 10 seconds in his life. And somewhere between those two come the real answers to free will and to divine predestination. Okay? 
in this text, as we will always say, God always gets the glory and the honor and the acknowledgement first, as he always should. And in verse 31, it says, Him God has exalted to the right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And I'm not sure if uh, I've done a good job on this or not, and I probably haven't. But I'm not sure that the Church has done a good job on this either, and that is to understand that God gives people the opportunity to repent. That repentance is not self-actualized. That repentance is not earned. That repentance is not just drummed up from the people. That repentance is a gift. And that's why there's a big issue when people say, well, I'm just going to sin my brains out and do whatever I want. And then on my deathbed, I'm just going to say, sorry. Guess what? That doesn't work because God just doesn't give repentance to people on their deathbed when they have rejected it their whole lives. Do people get saved in deathbed confessions? Of course they do. But is that a strategy somebody can use to sidestep the system and be smarter than God? Of course not. It's God that has to grant it. If you really want to get something that's super theological, go into the book of Hebrews and look where it says that Even though Esau sought repentance, God denied him. That will really make you think, whoa, because the Lord grants not just repentance, but the forgiveness part. Not just the turning, but the receiving. God, ultimately, who's the giver of life, gives it to everybody. The reason that's important is our performance does not a person save. Our great witness is awesome, but it does not save that a person by itself. It still takes an act of God. And one of the things that I I think most people will agree with me who have been a Christian for, you know, a, a little bit of time is when you mess up, when you do something wrong, You have this sinking feeling, gosh, I kind of blew my witness on being a Christian in this process. That that conviction is not bad to have, to bring it before the Lord, to say, help me straighten out. That's a a great thing. But your, your perfection in that witness does not cause the salvation. That's way beyond the scope of your ability. You get to participate, but you don't get to create. You get to assist, but you don't get to birth, okay? Only God gives the birth. So for some of you out there, and I know you're listening to me, and you've like gone, yeah, I've done a couple of dumb things. Let me let me just be really forward with you. Probably not any more dumb than some of the stupid things that I've done. And I've even done stupid things in the name of the Lord. And I mean dumb, as in super dumb. And that, I just thought, that I just blew that witness, God. Oh, I can't believe I did that. And the Lord has to remind me through his word. Well, okay, that wasn't the greatest thing. And you sought my forgiveness, and I granted it to you. But you weren't going to save them anyway. It's like, oh. Oh. okay, Lord, help me do better next time. 
Because that's all you can do. That's all you can say. You can't make this something that it's not. You can't become something that it's not. You can't change that. God grants repentance. God grants forgiveness. And that's what I want us to, to grasp. Because if you make a mistake, if you've done what I've done, and make in 43 years, I, I really can't count the mistakes. I just can't. I don't think I can do it. I don't, I don't think a calculator goes that high. But you come back before the Lord and you say, forgive me, help me to get this better, help me to do this right. That's more precious to God than a perfect presentation. A broken heart, a broken heart before the Lord, a contrite spirit. And God is the one that gives these things. The reason I'm going off on this tangent before we get into the trivia answer is because I know some of you have spent a great deal of time in Christianity trying to be the best witness that you can, and in some cases you've probably done phenomenal. Even with that in mind, you save nobody. It's God who does the saving. When he's ready, how he's ready, the methodology that he wants to use and the circumstance that he wants to use, that's what counts. Not our genius, but his grace and mercy. And it's important to get that because I've got kids in my own family that I've given witness to about certain things and principles in Christianity, and I just, I just slap my head because they don't get it. It's like, how do you not get this? You've seen this. You've seen this. You don't get it. And you know the reality is God has to move it into their system and massage it into their lives before it becomes something that's workable for them. I can't make that happen. I can keep praying. And by golly, I do. And I sure hope the Lord's tired of my prayers and will answer them. That's how I go about that. So hopefully that will help some of you uh, to some degree. The trivia question, okay, is who bought Joseph? Who bought Joseph? Did he get such a deal? Such a deal I have for you. Who bought Joseph was Potiphar, the captain of the Pharaoh's guard. He bought Joseph. It would be very, very amazing just to think that that purchase was so specified by God because without that purchase, Joseph would never have been tossed in prison. Without that prison tossing, he never would have met the cupbearer or the baker, and then he never would have got before Pharaoh. So it all had a plan, even in its failure. Hmm, interesting. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. 
This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la, 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not... Completely unlike, you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. This is a little tougher, okay? So I'm telling you ahead of time it's a little tougher, okay? In Matthew... Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. What book is that written in in the Old Testament? In Matthew, Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. What book is that written in in the Old Testament? Again, you are, well, you can't call in because I'm on the phone, so uh, I'd have to hang up, and then that would just be kind of weird. So what you can do is you can text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can send an email. 
email david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. And then I'm getting ready to send you guys to the website. Before we do, a couple things to tell you. The most important thing uh, is please consider your gifts. You know, we are a 100% tax deductible. That part's great. I'm not even as impressed with that. I'm more interested in people partnering with us because they think that what we're doing is helping people, strengthening people, encouraging people, and advancing the kingdom of God. If you believe that's what they're what we're doing, then be a part of it. Help us out and do the best you can in giving. Also, if you've got a praise report, we would love to share that with people or a prayer request. I don't know why, but the Lord's given us an intercessory gift, and we're praying for people on a regular basis every day. Please go to the website, uh, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, now, before we all acknowledge that Chris just jumped off the bridge, uh, it's important to understand that one part. So confused by the things that are going on right now, it's just dawned on me how really brilliant that is, because then the answer is he must increase. And that is exactly correct. As things get wackier, and I promise you they will, the Lord must increase in all of our lives, or that's going to become very difficult for us. You understand? Uh, that's really good. Chris didn't even know that. All right, uh, trivia question. In Matthew, Jesus said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. Where in the Old Testament is that written? Tell me what book. You don't have to give me the exact, but at least tell me the book. In the meantime, we're going to do our history. Let's go All right, people, there's a couple of interesting ones on today's uh, history list, so I'm just going to share them with you. Uh, normally, Chris and I make faces at one another during these history things, so he's just going to have to deal with me on this one. Uh, it's Feed the Birds Day, which I don't even know what that means. If you don't have a bird, or do you go outside and feed birds? And right now, it's too cold to feed the birds, so I don't know what that means. It's National Carrot Cake Day, and I love carrot cake. Sorry, I love it. I love it. I love carrot cake. When my wife brings home any kind of slice of cake for her and I, she gets uh, sometimes chocolate or sometimes this, and she always brings me carrot cake. That's the way to do it. Uh, today is also National Wedding Ring Day. I'm sure that the people that invented that uh, have a lot more to do with wedding rings and sales than anything else. I'm just saying. Okay. 1913, on this day, the United States started the income tax. For those that did not know, the income tax has only been around for about 109 years. So it has not always been a part of our society, just to let you know. Uh, 1953, on this day, J. Fred Muggs. Okay. J. Fred Muggs joins the Today Show. It's actually a chimpanzee named J. Fred Muggs who became a part of the NBC's Today Show to try and boost sagging ratings. And from there, they just decided to make all the news fake, so it doesn't matter. And then in 1959, the day the music died, this is rock and roll musician Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.B. Big Bopper uh, Richardson were killed in that plane crash uh, along with uh, pilot Roger Peterson. Wow. That's kind of a sad kind of thing. Okay. 
All right, we'll go over the trivia question one more time and then get back into the teaching. Uh, I assume we're sounding good, Chris. I'll just uh, say we are until you tell me we're not. In Matthew, Jesus said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. Where in the Old Testament is that written? That's your question. If you think you know, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org, or you can rent out an airplane and have them sky skylight and sky drive it and do that whole kind of thing where they tell you what it is, but I don't think you can do it in time. Uh, let's get back to the text. This is a portion that, to me, I, I think these kind of things are super important, not just kind of important, uh, and I think it's important in, in lieu of what we just talked about. So let's go back through it again starting at 29, going all the way through 32, in Acts chapter 5, it says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Then they sneak in the gospel. Yes, they sneak it in. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance. To Israel and the forgiveness of sins. Verse 32. And we are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. This is a fascinating portion, because first of all, the Holy Spirit is given to those who ask. That's in Luke chapter 11. About a month back, I said it was Luke chapter 12. I was wrong. It's Luke chapter 11, and so the Holy Spirit is given. How much more will the Father give the Spirit to those who ask? The Holy Spirit's given to those who obey Him. The Holy Spirit's given to those who believe in Him. The Holy Spirit is given into a person's life in multiple ways, and what we don't recognize, or what we're failing in theologically, is the new covenant is established by the blood of Jesus, and its fulfillment takes place with the Holy Spirit living inside of us while we receive Jesus Christ by faith into our hearts. The Spirit takes up residency, and that's what helps us become Christ-like practically, because we've already been made that way positionally by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. But what I want you to see is what Peter says that will get missed in this, because the teachings will all be, well, you've got to obey to get the Spirit. Well, Luke 11 says you've got to ask, and other portions say you've got to believe, and other portions say you already have, and so it's like you put them all together. What's being missed is this. We are witnesses to Jesus, to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit. What is it that Peter is keying in on that he's talking to these guys who obviously know who the Holy Spirit is, by the way? There's no, people say in the Old Testament, well, there's not a lot of teaching about the Holy Spirit. Really? To the religious leaders, Peter is laying out a case that he and his uh, companions, he and the disciples, are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And that, ho, 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 ho. I don't know why I said ho, 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 ho. That is the thing. Being in partnership with God, this saying, okay, you're going to find out because the verse 33, when they heard this, they were furious, right? They're furious because, first of all, Peter dropped on them. You guys are one of the reasons that Jesus died. It didn't matter. And then he dropped something else on them, which is fascinating. He goes, we are witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit. And by saying that, he's saying, we're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You're not in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We are. And the religious leaders were probably going, wait a second. 
We're the religious leaders. What do you mean you fishermen are partners with the Holy Spirit? We're the religious people. We're the one that people look up to. We're in partnership with the And they got mad. But back up. Peter's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing this witness thing. The Holy Spirit's doing this witness thing. And we're doing this together. And this becomes the, the, the central core that people miss. It, you know, it's my, kind of my passion. Like people are like, I get tired of hearing it. Too bad. Here's the bottom line. This is the essence of what Jesus was teaching in the sense that the redemption purpose is not just to show that mankind's a sinner. That's easy. It's to reestablish the lost relationship from the garden. That's the goal. The goal is not to just build on a planet. The goal is to fellowship with God. The goal is not just to say, our side's right, your side's wrong. The goal is that when we're all said and done, we're hanging out with God. And that hanging out with God is now, too. Oh, it's not nearly what it's going to be. But it's there, it's accessible, and it's up to you and I, depending on where we put our focus. And don't tell me the Lord won't, you know, well, the Lord doesn't hang out with me. You hang out with the Lord, he'll be there with you each and every time. Though I am with you always, even unto the end of the age, he will never depart from you. I just go back to what the Lord said to me personally in that studio that Chris is in and I'm not. The Lord spoke to me one time and said, I am with you more than you are with me. Right you are, God. You are with me more. You're, you're absolutely correct. All right, the answer to the trivia. In Matthew, Jesus said, it's written that man shall not live by bread alone. Where is that written in the Old Testament? Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 3. We're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email or not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Oh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last 
paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. And it will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, what a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, as we get ready for our final trivia question. We were able to do the show through the phone. Very blessed by the grace of God in this process. Very thankful to Captain Chris who's done a phenomenal job of making everything super, super smooth and super easy. So make sure to keep him in your prayers when you're praying. All right, here's the big trivia question. Get ready. And some people are going to go, what? Relax. Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, was known for what? Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, was known for what? Only in our society can we take somebody and, uh, and destroy the name because we're uh, idiots. Uh, Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, was known for what? Uh, in the Bible, if you think you know the answer, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will encourage you once again to make sure to check out the hemusincrease.org website for some of the stuff that's going to be new on there. You will, you'll get it. It's going to come. We're going to reveal it slowly. It's all part of the doctorate, which uh, I just find fascinating because the Lord's doing something that uh, hasn't been done often, or okay, hasn't been done. <laughs> All right, so let me do the uh, trivia question again. It's very straightforward. Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, was known for what? Now, if you don't know, like let's say you're starting to say, well, how would I find that? Maybe if you have a Bible, instead of just Googling it, if you have a Bible, look in the back of your Bible and see if there's a concordance. And then look up the word, the name Nimrod. 
and then you can find it, you see? That's a way to go about it. There's all these different ways, plus there's hundreds of Bible apps that people can use, and most of them are free, and they're fantastic. They're just excellent, so use them. Don't hesitate. Uh, Noah's great-grandson named around was Noah for what? And then you let me know. Uh, text 214-210-8483, or you send an email, david, at he must increase dot org. Okay. Now, I'm going to finish this next part, and you're going to be very surprised on how we approach it. I'm pretty sure we've covered everything else. We've got the history. We've got the jokes. We've got this. We've got this. Uh, if I forgot something, I'm sorry. I'm getting older. That's how it goes. Here it is. So, verse, we'll pick it up again from verse 29 in Acts chapter 5 and run it straight through, okay, because I want you to see where we're going. Uh, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him God has highly exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior to give repentance to Israel and the forgiveness of sins. We are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Verse 33. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Oh, that's a pretty dramatic response, right? Verse 34. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. Now, I talked about this when I talked about Nehemiah. And we were doing a teaching on Nehemiah probably, I think, about five or six weeks ago. And that is this one amazing element. In the worldly sense... When you are in partnership with God, when the Holy Spirit walks along with you, so to speak, you're in the same partnership purpose of the kingdom, when God is your Father and Jesus Christ is your Lord and the Holy Spirit is your Counselor, and you move forward and do almost anything for the kingdom of God, people who are against the kingdom of God, when they take a whiff of it or get a smell of it, they can't stand you. And in this case, these people were so mad, they were getting ready to kill. One of the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, and he was a teacher of Saul, who later became Paul. This guy was a very well-known, very well-established and honored uh, rabbi. And he was uh, just had an enormous amount of respect. He was one of those people that, you know, when... It doesn't happen a lot, but when somebody really, uh, you know, like uh, powerful walks in a room, it's almost like people stop and look and listen. You know, remember that whole, uh, the, what is it, E.F. Hutton kind of thing commercial? E.F. Hutton says. Anyway, the bottom line is he walks in, and then he's like, okay, everybody take a chill. Okay, he's like, everybody calm down. And we'll get into what he says uh, the next week. But what I want, I want you to focus on is that this is not the guy that you would think that God would use to bring a change in this situation. I mean, if you're going to look at the offspring that this rabbi produced, it was Saul who was going after the church and murderous and all those other things. And yet God can use anybody in any position regardless of where they're at. In fact, what we do find out as we go through the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is that the office of the, of the high priest, that he uttered a prophecy regarding Jesus, that it's better for one to die for the whole nation than the whole nation to perish, he didn't utter that because he was anointed of God, but because he held the office that God had uh, established, 
and God used the office position to make the declaration. The reason that I'm bringing this up is you would not expect wisdom or relief or grace to come from an opponent. But we must remember, it just this part drives me batty, we must remember who is actually in charge. Now, before everybody, well, you know, it's, it's voting, it's democracy, it's a dictatorship, it's socialism, it's capitalism, all that other stuff. I need to make it absolutely clear, as best as I can, that God will raise up anybody he wants, anytime he wants, whenever he wants, to say what he wants, period. He doesn't need our permission to make declarations. Jesus made mention that the rocks would cry out. It's just like, wait, what? How do rocks cry out? I don't know how do rocks give water. I don't know. Only God could pull that off, right? The idea behind this is that this person who's an adversary, who's a negative, who's a, a, a trainer, he's about to release a murderer upon the church, at that moment, God used him to put a pause on the situation. That's what sovereignty is. Not, I mean, that should not have happened. I'm, I'm just saying. And when we get into it, you'll know, we, we, as we do, he's going to talk about, well, these people said they were something, and these people said they were something, and it turns out you know, they were really all nothing, and what are you going to do? If this is really from God, you know, you're going to be fighting against God. He had enough insight to understand that. But God used somebody not normally chosen for a position like that to change the circumstance. That's the miracle power of God. And in your own life, God will use people that you would never think to either speak a word of wisdom to you or something that's really important. I remember, I'm going to share something with you, very, very personal, okay? So I met with this person uh, after my father had passed away, uh, and I think it was 26, 27, 28, and uh, in that range and, you know, trying to find my footing, and this person and I talked, and this person and I never would never philosophically agree, never said, we'd never, like, be on the same page or never do that, but the person was nice, and so we would engage every once in a while, and that person said something to me that I never forgot, never forgotten. You didn't think this is so dumb, but it was really important to me, and thereby I'm trying to explain how it can connect to you. This person said, Dave, no matter what you would have done in life while your dad was alive, he never would have given the approval that you were seeking. And I thought, wow, that's right. And I never forgot that, and that somewhat set me free, and it came from a person that I would never have thought could give me that kind of simplistic device. And the reason that my dad couldn't do that is his dad couldn't do it for him, his dad couldn't do it for him. I mean, they just didn't have that capacity in them. But it never dawned on me until God used this secondary person who I would never think would do something like that, and they spoke into my life that simple statement, and it set me free from some kind of false approval pursuit. And it was just like, yeah. And the problem was, guess who I was committing that image to, that image that I had with my dad? Guess where I was putting that? On God. That I could just never do it to get his, he'll never approve. 
And that was interfering with my relationship with God. So God used somebody that I would never listen to to tell me something that I absolutely needed to hear. And all I'm saying to you is that's how powerful God is. He will send people into your lives. He will, they might be great people. They might be terrible people. They might be, I don't know, might be a dog. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean that rudely. I'm just saying a dog could, could demonstrate compassion for people more so than people can oftentimes. My point is God is sovereign. He's big. He's large. He knows what he's doing. He's really good at being God. And you've got to believe that he's really good at being God. Okay? That's for your life. That's why we have to listen more. That's why there's two ears and one mouth. Okay? All right. Noah's great-grandson, Nimrod, was known for what? Well, the main thing I was looking for was the initial thing that most of you got, and that was he was a mighty hunter. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. It had to be, it had to be pretty impressive to get that title that early in Scripture. It's like, he's a mighty hunter before the Lord. Like, what? What did he do? I always wanted to know what he did that was so mighty about it. Anyway, that's just my thinking. Uh, that's what we got for today's show. Hope it was a blessing for you and an encouragement for you. You guys are a blessing for me on a continual basis, and praise the Lord that we got through it without too much disruption. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.